right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Thursday. It's November the 18th of 2021. I'm glad you guys are up this morning. Kind of a rainy night for a lot of people across the state. And it got cold all of a sudden. It's a little bit cold. (laughs) Uh, There was also some rumbling across uh, Arkansas last night. People Mm -hmm. freaking out over an earthquake that happened. So, all right, we have a lot to talk about today. Plus, um, well, I went to an event last night, and I um, guess I didn't understand what the dress code was. <laughs> and Kelly, even one of the people who was working the event <laughs> kind of acknowledged the fact that I was underdressed. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So we'll go through that as we go throughout the show this morning. Plus, uh, I had an embarrassing moment last night where Kelly and my wife decided to <laughs> humiliate me in front of one of my friends, <laughs> who just so happens to be the head coach of A-State football, Butch Jones. Yeah. So then I had an entire conversation about his uh. underwear. <laughs> we'll get into that as we go throughout the show this morning. Plus, we have the director, the new director of Arkansas Game and Fish, Austin Booth, is going to be here. They had this big welcoming thing I went to last night where uh, he was a part of that, and he was the guest of honor all dressed up, and uh, we'll talk to him about kind of what's happening with Game and Fish. So he'll be able to tell us about your, your dress attire last night. Do you think he was embarrassed that uh, you were there and he had to, to deal with you? 100%. <laughs> Again, man, I get invited to a lot of these deals where I feel like, and you kind of clued me into what Dinner for Schmucks is, uh-huh. I really think it happens. And I think it's a recurring joke. Like, one day he's he's going to realize he's the <laughs> schmuck and not show up, but this idiot keeps coming. Yeah, he ke- yeah exactly. He keeps showing up. Uh, plus, we're going to talk about relatives on the holidays as we get ready for Thanksgiving. We're one week away from Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to talk about the relative who might indulge a little too much. You can talk about that. Okay. Okay. So again, today is November the 18th. Things you can celebrate today. You can celebrate people like Kelly on National Princess Day. Oh, yes. It's the Great American Smokeout Day as well. And it's Mickey Mouse's birthday. Well, hey. All things we can celebrate today. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1984 and exile. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're so excited. I like this one. No, I do too. You giggle. Y'all, if y'all could see his face, it's like he's opening a Christmas present. And it's some type of, I don't know, something really big. Some of these are just fun. And this one's fun. And there's going to be people who have never heard it. And there's going to be some people who knew the song back in the day who are like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this Mm -hmm. in forever. So let me go back. The year was 1984. And Exile had the number one song in country music on this day. Won't you give it just one more chance? Maybe we can make a little romance. No reason why you and me can't get it back together like it used to be. Give me, give me, give me just another try. I can't have you, I'm gonna die. Give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. Do you remember? Oh yeah! How we used to be. Oh yeah. Used to be. 
This sure doesn't feel like 37 years ago. Oh. Okay, stop. I wasn't alive then. Of course. I'm not sure if you're alive today. Can I check your pulse? <laughs> 84, exile. Give me one more chance. Let's do it one more time. I'm so alone. You without your touch. And it seems like a lifetime to me. Oh, darling, can't you see? Right now I know how wrong one man can be. Here we go. Ooh. Won't you give me just one, one more chance? Maybe we can make a little romance. No reason why you and me can't get it back together like it used to be. Give me, give me, give me just another try. I can't have you. I'm gonna die. Give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. Won't you give me just one more chance? Maybe we can make a little romance No reason why you and me Can't get it back together like it used to be Give me, give me, give me just another try Can't have you, I'm gonna die Give me one more chance Give me one more chance That is a good one Give me one more chance That is a good one Give me one more chance Exile, give me one more chance Number one on this day in 1984 Brandon Baxter in the morning all right, Thursday morning is here, November the 18th, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings, gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip today on Sean Mendez. Oh, I've been shaking, I love it when you go crazy, you take all my inhibitions, baby, there's nothing holding me Sean Mendez gossip also includes Camila Cabello. So you realize they've been together for a while, even making music together. Right? Two years as a relationship. And it's officially over. Yeah, they started dating back in July of 2019, and they have now publicly announced they're going to split up. There was a joint statement released, and uh, I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to tell me how you feel about okay. this, okay? Here's the statement again from Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez. It says, hey guys, we've decided to end our romantic relationship, but our love for one another as humans is stronger <laughs> than ever. We started our relationship as best friends, and we will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support mm. from the beginning and moving forward. Do you think all celebrities have the same publicist? I mean, what is it that makes them think, you know what we should say? That we've been romantically involved for a couple of years, but we're going to be better if we're not. We're still besties. My love is deeper now that we're breaking up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what they all seem to say, but we're not exactly sure what caused it, but we do know it's over for Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez. Gotcha gossip on SNL's Pete Davidson. So there's been all kinds of talk that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian have been dating. They've been seeing each other a lot. People have been seeing them together, and we really didn't know for sure. And this all kind of started right around the time she was on SNL and she was the host, right? right. Well, Pete and Kim made their public debut as a couple on Instagram, and I'm not sure why when I saw the photo, I, I wasn't prepared because... I, it was just a, a very awkward group. So it's really not surprising, though. But Pete okay. turned 28 this week. He had a nice little celebration. Now, in his celebration in this picture, you see Kim Kardashian, her mom, Kris Jenner. You see Pete. And then you see rapper Flava Flav. Wait, 
Flava Flav? Yeah, Flava Flav. What is Flava Flav doing? Well, we're not too sure, but Flava Flav posted a photo of the group <laughs> in matching PJs. What? So, you know how families get together and have the matching PJ photo? That's yeah, what they yeah. did. Well, apparently huh. there's some kind of deep connection or friendship between Pete and Mr. Flav because he posted the photos of the festivities and called Pete his, quote, adopted son. Now, huh. Pete is also wearing Flava Flav's clock. You remember Flava Flav had that big clock he wore around his yeah, neck? Yeah. And it said, he said, quote, I never took a clock off my neck to give to someone, and you will be the last person I do this for. It looks real good on you. I know. I, I, I'm I don't, looking at it right now. I don't get it, but he had that whole show with, uh, um, what was that lady's name? Which one? Uh, oh, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. And uh, they were in love and all that kind of Flavor stuff. Flavor of love. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now, so it is very much, (laughs) it's so odd. Right, it's very odd. And so people are saying that Kim is falling for him, and she's kind of excited about the relationship and is curious to see where it's going to go. So it does look like Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are dating. I'm not going to let you off the hook on this, okay? What I Because, no, no, it's just, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Pete Davidson, Mm -hmm. he was engaged to Ariana Grande, Mm -hmm. dated Kate Beckinsale, Kaya Gerber, who's Cindy Crawford's daughter, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then now linked to Kim Kardashian. What is it? He's funny and he doesn't take himself seriously. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And he's not uh, intimidated by um, a woman that is successful. And that makes it huge. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I learn something new every day working with Kelly. I mean, you know. That's what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start acting like I don't care and I'm not intimidated by women. That's what you should do. Ladies, I'm not scared of you anymore. Oh. I've given up on being scared of you ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Got your gossip on Adele. That's Adele's new song, Easy On Me. Her album, 30, comes out tomorrow. People have been waiting for Mm -hmm. this. They're all excited about it. So Adele took to her social media to give us a sneak peek at another new song. This one, evidently, she's like sitting in her living room singing, and she sounds ridiculous singing, like so good. Uh, this song is to, is called To Be Loved, and the vision behind the whole album is it's breakup, it's divorce, the pain of going through that, trying to figure out what went wrong. When nobody really gets married with the idea they're going to get divorced, it's supposed to be forever, but things happen, and Adele's going to basically deal with that on the album. Again, this new song is called To Be Loved. Here's a sneak peek. To So the song is called To Be Loved. It's Adele. You can check it out on her social media. And again, her album 30 drops tomorrow. So if you're a big fan, be ready for that. I know a lot of people are. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got your gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It's a little bit ironic that we have a song about tequila in front of what I'm about to tell you about. But a lot of people do believe there's going to be more alcohol at Thanksgiving coming up in one Mm -hmm. week. (laughs) Let me tell you the drinks that cause the most problems because they were saying, hey, if somebody's going to have drinks that cause problems at your holiday party, what is it? They say it's a tie between beer and whiskey as number one. Yeah. Just can't imagine 
at a family gathering. Hey, let's do some shots of whiskey real yeah, quick. Yeah. Who's got the whiskey? That must be a that must be a challenging family. You think so? They say uh, wine is in third place, followed by tequila. <laughs> wow! Hey, Granny. Who are those families? <laughs> Granny, you want a shot of tequila real quick? Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, maybe tequila infused. I don't know. Cranberry sauce might be okay, but gravy infused. Oh, gravy infused with tequila? Ugh. No, not really. Mm-mm. They say that uh, a lot of people expect yelling to happen at their Thanksgiving table. (laughs) Uh, What else do they say? They say the worst topics. I want to give you the heads up on the worst topics. Yeah. So one week from today, you sit down with your family at Thanksgiving. Here are the things you don't want to bring up. Number one, don't bring up politics because that can cause problems. Don't bring up family gossip Mm -hmm. because there's going to be somebody who gets all upset about that. And they say don't bring up personal drama. So that stuff needs to be left uh, left away. But guess what? There's always somebody in the family that's got to do one of those things. Oh, yeah. And typically for me, like we didn't have a lot of drama that was like public uh, holiday talk. What was the drama for me was my grandparents, all of them at different points, um, asking about old flames awkwardly. <laughs> do you ever talk to so-and-so anymore? As I'm sitting there with my wife. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, you know how awkward that yeah, can be? Well, yeah. what about so-and-so? Right. And you're like, uh, how about yeah, not? Yeah, that's... How about not? That's a lot. And you know how you kind of cut the look at them? Like, what are you doing? And they don't they don't catch the look, and they just what? keep going? <laughs> I really liked her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's also issues with work parties, too. So a heads up on that. They do say that... Uh, about 67% of people believe that there's going to be one coworker who drinks too much at the holiday party for work. Everyone here was saying that that's typically you. <laughs> <laughs> In the old days, it probably was. Uh, they say that a lot of people will wake up the next morning and they're going to be going, oh my gosh, what did I do? Why did oh that happen? Oh my goodness. Like in the old days when we were a different company before local ownership came back in and bought us. Um, they were doing those big holiday parties and they rent out like a ballroom or something and they'd have an open bar and it was never a good idea in hindsight. Mm, it yeah. seemed like it was a really good one. Yeah. But the idea of the open bar and employees mm-hmm. and then having to come to work, you know, possibly the next day after drama. And there always was some type of drama. Of course. Every single time. So we're one week away from family and work drama with the holiday parties. Those are some things that maybe if you think about those going in, you won't make those mistakes again. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So once again, like the recurring story of our lives is we were out late last night. We had an event to go to, which seems like it's always something, right? Mm-hmm. So we get to this event. It's kind of late. And Kai wanted some extra time on his video game because he'd been gone for a while. And we gave him time. I was going to watch a little bit of wrestling on TV and, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden we hear Kai run down the stairs from his uh, the upstairs part of the house. Right. And he's like, bam, 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 bam. And we're like, well, that's weird. I wonder if he has to go to the bathroom. But he didn't. He's like, did you feel that? And we're like. Uh, no. Did you feel the whole house was shaking? And we're like, <laughs> like, Kai, what are you talking about? He's like, I felt it. I think it was an earthquake. Okay. So he's 12. And uh, as any good parent would do, we say, no, there wasn't an earthquake. Uh, you imagine that. So we told him, uh-huh. right? And all of a sudden, because we have the ring system, we get these neighborhood alerts that pop up. Yep. It started going, did anybody else feel their house shake? <laughs> and I told Leslie, I said, hey, I just got a notification. We really might have had an earthquake. So I go uh, to the deal, and there's all these people who are like, yes, my upstairs shook, my windows shook, all this different stuff. 
and it affected different parts of, of Arkansas differently because this was actually an earthquake that was in Missouri. Yeah. But it was a 4.0 magnitude earthquake, which meant we were going to feel the after effects of tremors and stuff like that. So if you felt your house shaking, if you felt the bedroom move a little bit, if you felt uh, or you heard stuff on the walls kind of shaking and rattling, it really was a confirmed earthquake that affected so many people across Arkansas from Missouri. It wasn't a dream. You are not crazy. No, we tried to tell Kai he was crazy. Poor Kai. And then when he started seeing the stuff, what did he tell you? Told you. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. He loved that, didn't he? He wants us to be like, yeah, you should listen to me Uh because I know what's going on. I'm 12. Well, I started getting texts asking me if I had felt it and uh, my son and I didn't didn't feel the earthquake at all. No. And I wonder because maybe, I don't know if it would make any sense. Maybe somebody who knows more about earthquakes can tell us this, but like, would it be possible for that effect to be felt upstairs more easily than downstairs because of foundation? I have no idea, but for some reason, I feel like maybe so. I mean, what other reason would it be that he would be literally, I mean, because as far as like where the house is laid out, he wasn't that far from us. I mean, but he was upstairs. So I wonder if. Were y'all standing up or sitting down? Sitting down. But he was too. He was on his computer. Wow. So, but a lot of people were going, oh my gosh, we lived through an earthquake. And I remember like one of the reasons I never wanted to visit California was because I was traumatized by one of those 1980s earthquakes that like shook the world series or something like that. And like it messed up highways and stuff. Right. And I've always been afraid of those. And you see those, those TV shows, mm-hmm. you know, where the earthquake happens and the world falls apart and aliens pop out. Right. And, and yeah, everybody's falling into the center of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's my vision of yeah. an earthquake. <laughs> You know? Yes. Do you remember the one? It was either the the 80s or the early 90s, where it was like a huge deal. And it, and this might have been a movie. Now that I think back on it, maybe somebody can can help us with it. But it seemed to me like big overpasses, you know, like the, what would you call that? Like the bridges? The, but the big ones, like the real tall ones. I don't know if it's still, a, maybe a bridge. Oh, I think in Dallas we called them the mix master. But anyway, it was like one of those kind of crushed, but like it fell oh my. because of the shaking. Mm. That might have been a TV show or that might have been real life. I can't remember. I don't remember. So maybe it was a TV show. Do this. Uh, do you have Google on your computer? Uh, sometimes I, I have Google on my computer. What Google am I Googling? World Series Earthquake. Mm-hmm. And tell me what you find. Oh, gosh. You, because you I think know, it, it I seemed like it was like the Oakland A's were playing or something like that. Brandon. What is happening? You know, I don't like it when you do this to me. What is happening? Okay. On October 17th, just minutes before the scheduled start of Game 3, a magnitude 6.9 earthquake struck the Bay Area, causing significant damage to both Oakland and San Francisco. Yes. What year was that? Uh, 1989. I thought so. Okay. And I think that's the one I remember because like people were in the stadium and like it was shaking. I don't know for sure if highways fell, but that's how I remember it. Now, there was a Superman that came out in the 80s where he had to turn back time because an earthquake happened to save Lois Lane. You could have watched that as well, but... Could have been that. Hey, but I'm just going to tell you, I lived through an earthquake last night. I didn't feel it. I did not feel it. Uh But I don't know if you guys felt it. Maybe your upstairs was shaking. Maybe your bed was shaking. I'm not exactly sure, but there was an earthquake last night of magnitude four. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so somebody just sent us a link to more on this uh, (laughs) earthquake, right? So I'm not crazy. Yeah, you're not. Literally happened when I was uh, probably about 12 years old. It was 1989. Uh, And they're basically saying a double-decker freeway, the Cypress Freeway, was damaged or collapsed, right? Uh, And they're saying, what was it, like seven people died, um, 200-something cars were trapped. So if you go through these Google images, it was called the Loma Prita earthquake, 1989, uh, in California. You remembered that word, too. What's that? 
whatever you just said. Loma Prieta? Yeah. But look at like these images on Google. You'll really see. And this is like a movie. These You're sections right. of the highway just collapsed. And nobody expected it because, I mean, it was an earthquake. You can't predict the earthquake is about to happen because it's the stuff that's moving underneath the ground, right? Right. So imagine you're on your way mm-hmm. home, you're headed to the World Series, and you start to feel shaking, and then the, the freeway falls. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's why I've been traumatized. That's why I never wanted to go to California because of that. I was afraid, well, what if I'm there and there's an earthquake? Yeah, I know. And then back in, I think it was like 92 around here in Arkansas, we had the big scare of saying that there was going to be, be the big uh, quake. And we used to have... Uh, Earthquake drills yeah. in, in junior high for that. Yes. And this one, what is this fault line? Is it the New Madrid fault line? Is yes. that the one that, that mm-hmm. like a lot of Arkansas sits on? Yeah, I was scared to move here too. I've really been scared to move <laughs> everywhere. Because like it's hurricanes. Earthquakes, in, tornadoes. In the Gulf. Like I'm, I'm Tsunamis. Of, where can I go that has none of that? Uh, I, nowhere. Underground? Is that pretty much all I can Maybe, go to? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but I remember, because um, I was told when I first moved here about that fault line, the New Madrid fault line, right? So I have the visions of this 89 California earthquake, and I start thinking about how we'd be cut off from civilization if the bridge in Memphis uh-huh. fell down and all this different stuff. And you had to go to Memphis a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, again, there was an earthquake in Missouri last night that a lot of people across Arkansas felt. It was a 4.0 magnitude. Um, I'm not sure if there was any damage reports. I don't think we've seen anything about damage, but it did uh, shake a lot of people last night and kind of get people... A little bit stirred up before bed. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 39-year-old defense attorney in Pittsburgh named Daniel went viral in 2014 for an ad where he claimed he could, quote, think like a criminal. Okay. And this week he admitted in court that he actually is one. So an ad that he made was ridiculous. He claimed to know the legal system inside and out. He called laws stupid and arbitrary. He said that he could, quote, think like a criminal and has lots of, quote, street knowledge and joked that he visits his friends in jail all the time. How about that? Right. Well, he won't have to visit anymore, though, because he got indicted over the summer for selling hundreds of pounds of marijuana. Mm. The guys he was working with were selling harder stuff, too. Back in 2019, cops tapped a drug dealer's phone and the sting operation revealed Daniel, the attorney, was helping them operate a stash house. No. Prosecutors say he helped distribute and sell 200 to 900 pounds of marijuana. They also caught him with around 400,000 in drug money. He took the deal and pled guilty. He'll be sentenced in March and faces at least five years in prison. He'll also be a felon, so he can't practice law anymore. Wow, talk about a career shift. Yeah, so speaking of someone uh, being able to think like a criminal, as the lawyer awoke from surgery, he asked, why are all the blinds drawn? Mm -hmm. The nurse answered, well, there's a fire across the street, and we didn't want you to think you had died. (laughs) It's just a joke to my lawyer friend. Where's he going? It's just a joke. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so Thursday morning is here, a day after multiple embarrassing things that happened to me last night. Brandon, everything always happens to you is embarrassing. It's just you. So we right. expect it. We, we want you to come to the show with embarrassing moments. Oh, and I do pretty much all the time. <laughs> so there were two things that happened. One we'll address in a little bit where I attended an event that was evidently a formal event that I didn't know was formal. <laughs> I had red tennis shoes on. <laughs> That's so awesome. Wait, were you the youngest one there? Um, well, I mean, close. Okay. So that was a little bit embarrassing, but also uh, we went to the coaches show in Jonesboro for Arkansas State last night, right? 
So Coach Butch Jones, the head football coach of Arkansas State, has his coaches show. They recap the games and they get you ready for the next game and stuff like that. So there's always a point in time during that show where there's uh, fan questions. And and Leslie and Kelly, so my wife, my co-host, did a question a couple of weeks ago about, you know, how did Butch Jones, who's our head coach, get so lucky to have such a beautiful wife, which was really sweet. Because we love her. Yeah, she's awesome. she's beautiful. She is. And she's awesome. So that was cute. So evidently now all of a sudden these two want to start writing for Family Feud or Jeopardy or something. They want to come up with questions all the time. So I got to our to the coaches show later than normal and they had submitted a question I didn't know about, but I noticed they were giggling. I don't know what you're talking about. I wrote it, but your wife is the one that came up with it. So by the time we get to the point where it's question time, I noticed that they're eyeing each other across the table. And I don't really think anything of it because sometimes they subliminally, uh, subliminally, subliminally talk about me uh, without saying any words. And they're just making faces at each other, which is what any good wife and co do. <laughs> and then the question comes up and, and Matt Stoltz, who hosts the show, looks over at Coach Jones and says, do you want to address this one? And it was a question that, that Leslie and Kelly wrote. And he's like, no. And he giggled and turned red. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did they ask? And basically, they wrote a question from Brandon Baxter asking if Coach Butch Jones, the football coach who can be a little fired up on the sidelines, if he wears boxers or briefs. I wanted to throw it back to the Michael Jordan days. You know, like that commercial and it's like boxers or briefs and it's like this big thing. So I was like, that'd be super funny Yeah. after hilarious. Leslie decided to do it. Super funny for me in front of a crowd and live on the radio across the state to have to hear me asking a coach who is one of my friends what his underwear looks like. (laughs) And he looked over at me like, are you being serious? He's across the room. His wife turns and looks at me like, why are you wondering about my husband's underwear? And I just have to sheepishly smile. And you're basically by yourself because Leslie and I kind of got under the table where everyone would look at you. So to make it even more awkward, after the show is over, when I wanted to run from the building, here comes Butch. And he's kind of addressing the fact that the question was about his underwear and the girls don't want to own it. So I have to kind of just smile at him. And then we had a five minute conversation on men's underwear. And you probably did you learn some things? I know what kind of underwear the coach wears. <laughs> well, maybe we should keep that off the record. <laughs> maybe we should keep some things private. Oh, so anyway, yeah, that's wow. awkward. That's what a good co-host and a good wife do. They humiliate you in front of a new friend. Like, it wouldn't be so bad if it was like one of my wrestling friends, like, I don't know, Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, somebody I've been around for 20 years. But when it's a, somebody I've known for like six months. Well, we just figured that. Y'all can both handle it. Yep. So now I know the underwear of Coach Jones. If anybody wants to know, I'm selling that on uh, my Instagram stories today. <laughs> You're selling it? Uh, yeah, new partnership with Instagram oh. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry. I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Thursday, November the 18th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to our friend, Hayden McClain. 
He's the director of football operations. Hayden, happy birthday. At Arkansas State. He's always super, super nice to us. And from what I understand, and maybe we can even call him in a minute, I think he's a pretty good performer. What? Yeah, like I think he's one of those guys that grabs a guitar and can pretty much sing anything. Hayden, why didn't you tell us this? No, it's kind of on the download. Okay. I, I do believe, uh, yeah, I have some friends who have told me. Well, it's he's good that everybody good. knows now. <laughs> yeah, so if you see Hayden today, ask him if he'll want to sit down and play a song for you. Yeah. So he's celebrating his birthday today. Uh, Presley Curry of Lowell, Arkansas, celebrating a birthday. Taylor Causey of Sykeston, Missouri, celebrating. Kevin Cooper from Leechville. Dennis Berry of Poplar Bluff. Jennifer Franks in Wynn. How about Christopher Lawrence of Jonesboro, 38. Love from your wife and hang on. Yes, is this right? It Love is from right. your wife, Jennifer, and your seven kids. Now listen, this isn't the Jennifer Lawrence you're thinking of. No, I'm not I'm not I'm thinking about the seven kids. Oh, that's the part getting you. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're amazing. Her name is Jennifer Lawrence, though, isn't it? Yes. That's awesome. Uh, can you imagine you're ordering pizza? Yes, I'll pick that up. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, please. And they're like, no, we're si- no, give us your real name. And she's like, that is my real name. But Christopher Lawrence, is that seven kids, is this children or is this including animals? I would say that kids means actual humans. Children. Yeah. Dang. I know. He's a, I have one and I'm exhausted. <laughs> right. Uh, Kyle Garrison, Harrisburg, 13 years old today. And what about Taylor Riddle? Little Rock, he's actually from here and uh, got into politics. Yeah. He was the reason. He was the guy who had uh, got me the opportunity to meet Bill Clinton. Awesome. So happy birthday to Taylor Riddle, who celebrates today. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday, birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to Damon Wayans Jr., who is 39. He was on In Living Color and the coach on New Girl. Yep. Megan Kelly is 51 today, so happy birthday to her. Duncan Sheik yes. is 52. You may remember him from this song. I am barely breathing, but I can't find the air. Don't know who I'm kidding. Happy birthday to Duncan Sheep. His dad was a famous WWE superstar as well. Kind of a random fact. Are you being serious? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. The Iron Sheik. Oh, okay. Happy birthday today. No. <laughs> Happy birthday today. <laughs> You're lying, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> what? I was thinking you were serious. All right. How about that? Happy birthday today to Owen Wilson, who is 53 from Wedding Crashers. And, of course, he's Lightning McQueen in Cars. Ka-chow. Yep. Kirk Hammett is 59, Metallica guitarist. Don't Guess what it is. It's, it's just, just the beast under your bed. What? In your closet, in your head. Here we go. Excellent. Let's go, y'all. And tonight, rain of sin. Excellent. And tonight, take my hand. Often, never, never land. All great country shows are playing Inner Sandman this morning. <laughs> Happy birthday to Kirk Hammett of Metallica 59. Happy birthday to Kevin Nealon. He was 68, stand-up comic and also formerly on SNL. Dennis Haskins is oh, yeah. 71. Oh, my goodness. That's Mr. Belding on Saved by the Bell. When I wake up in the morning and the long gives out a warning, I don't think 
Mr. Belding, Dennis Haskins, 71. Happy birthday today to someone who's really famous, Mickey Mouse, who is 93 today. Oh my gosh, is he really? Yes. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. It's crazy. People love Mickey Mouse, 93 years old. People celebrate him forever. He is a guy who's able to walk on television with no pants on. I did that once and got in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's that. (laughs) And happy birthday today to T.J. Osborne of the Osborne Brothers. He's 37. Ladies and gentlemen, performing at the CMAs, the Osborne Brothers. I'm sorry. Well, y'all knew what I meant. Brothers, Brothers Osborne. Osborne. <laughs> I had a little fun, not a wrong, got done, but it ain't my fault. Kelly says this all the time. <laughs> I got my hands up. Yep. I need an alibi. Come on. Find me a witness who can testify. Celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend TJ Osborne of Brothers Osborne. Okay. Who turns 37 today? Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Thursday mornings here. It's November the 18th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Thomas Retz. What can I say? Congratulations to Thomas Red and his wife, Lauren, because they've welcomed baby number four. So they have uh, three kids already. They have uh, three girls, Willa Grace, Ada James, and Lennon Love. And they've now posted they have a new baby girl whose name is Lily Carolina Akins. Born on Monday, uh, Thomas Rett said the baby was uh, seven pounds, eight ounces, and is, quote, pure joy. He also goes on to say watching a child being born is a legit miracle. And he says four under six. Here we go. Also four girls. That's four marriages, four weddings. Oh, Oh my goodness. That's a lot. So congratulations goes out to Thomas Rhett and his wife, Lauren. We have country music news today on Dan and Shay. There's a couple billion people in the world. And a million other places we could be. 
So Dan and Shay invited a young fan up to the stage to perform a re- in a recent show in Kansas City. Well, his name was Kyler, and he was holding a sign that read, I should probably go to bed, but... I've waited 14,016 hours for my first concert. Aww. So then he turned the sign, ar- the sign around and it read, can I come play guitar and sing with you? Well, that convinced them to bring him up. And when he told them he knew how to play, I should probably go to bed. They gave him a guitar and a mic. But first, Dan said this. He said, now, when you get up there, everyone's going to sing the chorus with you. When, when It's, it's going to be really loud. It's going to be really cool, really awesome. And the kid was like, okay, this is what it sounded like. <laughs> And they posted a clip online. Dan was right. Everybody in the whole place saying there was pictures of Kyler and his sign, plus tons of congratulations on a job well done. We're going to put it up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog if you want to check it out. All right. Country music news today on Cole Swindell. All right. So Cole Swindell has teamed up with Lainey Wilson, who you know from this song. Yeah, I know a few things a man ought to know. So we have Cole Swindell and Lainey Wilson with a brand new song that's out today. It's called Never Say Never. Here's a sneak peek. You got a touch that kills me. Makes me feel alive. Couldn't turn me off. Yeah, even if you try. So keep turning me on and turn out the lights. Who knows tonight we might get it right. I never say never with you. I end up together with you as hell and Swindell, Lainey Wilson. It's called Never Say Never. You can also check that out on the blog today. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, so today is November the 18th. And today in pop culture, in 1978, Billy Joel went to number one on the album charts. So the album was called 52nd Street. It featured a couple of the really big Billy Joel hits. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to open up your mouth. You had to be a big shot. And Kelly had also featured this one. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. Today in pop culture in 1993, Nirvana went to the MTV studios and they recorded Unplugged. Uh, here's their version of All Apologies. In the sun, in the sun, I feel this one. In the sun, in the sun, Is that kind of what my hair looked like in the 90s? A little bit. <laughs> 
I was a fan of Nirvana back then. So that was recorded in 1993. Uh, today in pop culture in 2001, Britney Spears scored her second number one album. The album was titled Britney. It featured this song right here. I'm not a girl. Well, the smile on your face, I think you like that one. I love Britney. All right, so that was a good song, but I'm going to have to say my favorite was this one. Huh? Oh, no. I like the lyrics. Right. Oh, my God. These are some good lyrics. All right. Is that weird? Yep. Is my wife asleep? All right, that was 2001. Today in pop culture in 2005, the movie Walk the Line premiered. It starred Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon, of course, when you think of Johnny Cash. I keep the ends out for the tie that because you're mine. I walk the line. Today in pop culture in 2008, David Cook released his self-titled album called David Cook. He had just won American Idol. voted for this guy. Did you? I liked it. 2008. Uh, okay, so today in pop culture in 2011, One Direction put out their first album. It was called Up All Night, and it featured this. Culture in 2016, Miranda Lambert released her sixth album called The Weight of These Wings. It featured Tin Man. Hey there, Mr. Tin Man. And today in pop culture in 2017, the co-founder of ACDC, Malcolm Young, passed away at the age of 64. Of course, he left behind some huge ACDC hits. go through a bunch of these here. It's 2017 when he passed away. ACDC. And of course this one. Today is November the 18th, and that is today in pop culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I thought it'd be kind of cool because we had a a big uh, deal last night, and I kind of walked you through a little bit of this uh, in a teaser this morning, Kelly, that I attended an event that uh, I didn't realize was a little more formal, and I attended in uh, jeans and red tennis shoes. Oh. (laughs) But the event was put together uh, for Arkansas Game and Fish by our friend Stan Jones from the Stan Jones Mallard Lodge. And. It was a really an introduction to Northeast Arkansas to the guest who's in the studio with us this morning, the new director of Arkansas Game and Fish, Austin Booth. Welcome in, man. Hey, thanks a lot. It's really good to be here. You doing all right today? I'm doing great. Hey, you were kind of like the bell of the ball, the the big <laughs> the big deal at last night's Game and Fish deal. Is that is that kind of strange? Because I knew this is uh, this is a new position for you. And really, last night, all these guys were dressed up, and then there was me, uh, and all eyes were on you. No, it, it's uh, it's really, really good to be in Jonesboro. You know, I, I left the state for about 15 years to go to college, 
and serve in the Marine Corps. Uh, and Northeast Arkansas has just grown so much uh, in that 15 years. And it's really, really good to be back. Was kind of awkward because I was the bell of the ball, like you said, and uh, I prefer to be in the field. Right. <laughs> no, so I was going through, and you know, we, you and I met at an event that Stan Jones did, and, and you know, we had the chance for our families to meet. And I think your story is really intriguing because it's like you've done a lot of different stuff to end up in this position where, uh, out of all these people who wanted to be the new director of Game and Fish, you were yeah. the one they chose. Uh, and really, it goes back when you look at the history of your life, and, and that's the reason they chose you. They thought you were the best fit for this position. But if we rewind a little bit, what does um, what does it look like when you're in high school? What do you what are you thinking is going to be the next step for Austin Booth? So I watched on live television uh, a passenger jet flying the World Trade Center right. on on 9/11, and uh, sitting in my sophomore year homeroom, uh, waiting for that to get started. And my homeroom teacher, he stood up, and, and I went to an all to an all male high school. And uh, when the second one flew into tower, he said, "Men, y'all pay attention. Y'all are going to war." Wow! And uh, that never left me. I really wanted to enlist in the Marine Corps right out of college, but mom and dad uh, talked me into pursuing a, a commission. I'm, I'm really glad they did. But kind of all high school long, I was focused on serving in the military. That's great. Yeah. So when did you finally have the opportunity to start serving? Yeah. So I, um, I went to law school after college, um, and then accepted a commission in the Marine Corps between my second and third year law school. So that would have been, wow. uh, 2010. That's crazy. Yeah. So you had big goals, big dreams. Hey, let's just do law school. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, hey, I'm just going to go to law school and see how, how that deal works out. Uh, and then, so, so is that a, is that a big decision when you're, you're going through that? And obviously the vision at one point was to, to, probably uh, serve as a lawyer and then um, boom, here comes the deal. And, and all of a sudden you're in the Marine. Yeah. Well, so I graduated from the Citadel in 2008 and had a ton of friends. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to go be a banker. I was like, yeah, that Marine Corps thing, not so much. Well, right. uh, 2008 wasn't a great year for bankers. Sure. Um, so I had all, all these friends um, that had, you know, stayed true to their commitment to serve in the military. And at that point we had Marines in Iraq and Afghanistan. I get to law school. Uh, just notice I'm a, I, I'm just cut a little bit differently from right. my from my law school classmates. And we had a recruiter come around from the Marine Corps that said, uh, "Raise your hand if you want to practice law in Helmand Province, Afghanistan." <laughs> and uh, I was sitting on the front row, and I like looked around thinking that everybody's hand was going to be raised, and I was the only one. And, oh my! Uh, wow. The, the, Recruiter was like, "All right, this meeting's over for you here here in the front. I need to talk to you for everybody else. Free lunch in the back." Wow. You're joking. <laughs> so basically, you just volunteered to go to Afghanistan. Well, and um, the short answer, yes. Yeah. Um, now, ironically, by the time I got into the Marine Corps, uh, those deployments were really, really hard to come by. Really? Yeah. Now, why is that? Uh, because we we were basically drawing down. Um, okay. I mean, I deployed in 2015 and 2016 and wow. there were less than, well, there were very few Marines left in the country because we were just drawn down. So what was that like? That experience? It's something obviously it was fantastic. When, really? Yeah. Because uh, see, I think we, I would think, Oh my gosh, I'd be scared to death to go in that because we've, we've seen the horror stories. What was it like when sure. you got there? Um, it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life, and I would go back and do it in an absolute heartbeat. Um, what did you bring home? The what? What thoughts and feelings did you bring home? Yeah, um, 
you know, um, I believe deeply in what we did over there. Uh, it was tough because, you know, it, it, it's hard on a lot of families too. My, yep. I had a, I had a three-year-old and my wife was pregnant at, at the time. Wow. Um, but to, you know, see the military do what it does best in combat, that's, uh, I'll just never forget that. Yeah. So when you get home and you're yeah. back with your family, uh, did you have a different appreciation for um, living in America in the United States from from coming from over there and having that experience? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've been over there for uh, 21 years wow. um, until August. And uh, that means there's uh, little girls over there that were born in 2001 when we got in there. Mm-hmm. And they're halfway through the life expectancy. Um, and to come back to the United States, see my little girls, Mm -hmm. see the opportunities that Mm -hmm. they have something that, um, something that'll never leave me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, before we get to game and fish, thank you for the service. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, again, for somebody like me, I've done radio the entire time that that you've done that entire, that entire part of your career. And you know, it's been fairly easy to wake up. The worst thing I have to do is wake up at three forty-five. You know, your deal that you had to do. I mean, it's just all the bravery and the fact that you're so proud of that. And I think that's probably one of the things when you were being interviewed by Arkansas Game and Fish that made it like, man, this guy's a stand-up guy, and he's determined, he's driven, he he pushes forward, he sticks with his commitments. Um, and again, Austin Booth with us. He's the new director of Arkansas Game and Fish. Uh, when you went in for this interview process, what drew you to, hey, I think I'm going to apply for this. I mm-hmm. think this is something that I could be good at. I think this sure. is something where I can serve the state. What no. was it that made you want to go through that process? Well, the formative years of my life were spent uh, sending a John Boat, Deer Stands, Duck Bond, five-gallon buckets. Right. Um, and anytime I wasn't working in my dad's shop or had my head in a book, I was outside. Right. And, uh, you know. I just gained an immense amount from being in the outdoors growing up. Um, leave the state, go to college, join the Marine Corps, run around with them for eight years, then come back. Um, and seeing just how much our Kansans are different because of our love affair with the outdoors right. when the Marine Corps was dragging me around, uh, I got to bring a lot of people back to Arkansas. Right. And I got to teach people how to duck hunt, teach people how to fish in Virginia and South Carolina. Um, and then to come back here, um, well, and I should rewind. My last three years in the Marine Corps working on the Hill in uh, Washington. And I was basically at the intersection of the Marine Corps budget or the House and Senate um, Appropriations Committees. Right. Um, so I had picked up some government budget experience um, and knew how to represent a budget and, you know, um, so you, you take my Marine Corps leadership experience, the experience that I got in the Marine Corps at the intersection of government and budget, right? and then just my passion for the outdoors and, and wanting to ensure that my kids can grow up in the outdoors like I did. Uh, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm ready to fight for. When Stan Jones introduced you to me, he was talking about, you know, they interviewed a, b- a bunch of different people because it's a big job to be the director of Arkansas Game and Fish. And he said that as as they went through the process, there were great candidates, Absolutely. but you really you stood out. And and he said he interrogated you, and he sat there for hours with you to make sure you were the right choice because he was going to you know basically uh, put his stamp of approval on your decision. So now that you have this job, and all of a sudden you look out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the the director of Game and Fish, which affects all of the state. 
uh, and the outdoor life and, and education and making sure that everything is kind of uh, being preserved and conservation is right. Um, that's a really big job. And that, that means you're affecting a lot of people's lives. What does it look like now that you've done this for a couple of months? Yeah. So I've, I've been in the seat for four, four months now. Yeah. Since uh, July 1st, uh, we've had some surprises along the way, but overall I'm having an, a fantastic time. I don't, I don't like to sit still. Um, you know, if I was afraid of a fight, I wouldn't have joined the Marine Corps. Right. And uh, we like to move the needle. We have some really big challenges in the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. One of those has been our Green Tree Reservoirs. Um, I was pretty frustrated that when I left the state, we were starting to raise the red flag on on timber health. And uh, then when I came back to the state 15 years later, we were still talking about it. Right. Um, so we had to make some tough decisions this year. But uh, hands down, there's a lot of energy in the agency right now to focus on the long-term interest of outdoorsmen and the short-term interest of the, of the resource. Let's think about, uh, I, I never had the chance to go hunting until, um, I guess April of this year. Right. And I was invited out. I thought it was a joke because I'm, I'm not a hunter and, and I went out there to the Mallard Lodge and, and I fell in love with it the very first day. And I, I sent Stan Jones a text. I'm like, Hey, this was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, if you like it, come back next weekend. I went back yeah. the next weekend and, was, and had the chance to hunt again. And, and now I see how you can have that love affair for it. Yeah. I see how much fun it can be. I see how all of a sudden you're off your, your phone, your computer away from your yeah. television. And there's just something nice about being outdoors. That's right. But it's more than just going out and, and trying to get a duck or a deer or going out and trying to, to pheasant hunt like I did. Yeah. It's so much bigger than that because your job is effectively trying to make sure that we maintain a wildlife population as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. We we talk about this all the time with people. That what's the difference between consumption and conservation? Sportsmen, hunters, anglers, you know, bicyclists, whatever, like to think of themselves as as being conservationists. Well, right. what does that mean? Exactly. Uh, what what does it mean to be a a conservationist versus somebody that's putting fish in the boat? Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to put fish in the boat. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But what's the difference there? And the difference is it's got to be sustainable when it comes to, you know, putting trees in the water for habitat or putting food, 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 food plots in. Right. You've got to be able to manage your resource in a way that the next generation is going to have it better than you found it. And, right. and that's the difference. And that's what we're, we're, we're trying to do with the Arkansas Game of Fish. Walk me through. Um, and so I loved it the first day. And I was like, I want my wife and son to come out here and see this. Obviously, again, I wasn't a hunter, so Kai hadn't been around hunting either. He's 12. Uh, he saw me um, do some pheasant hunting in it. He was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. the poor bird. How do you talk to kids about that? Because that, that's part of an education process. And, and Stan did that. But how would you describe that in a situation where you know somebody's like, oh, my gosh, what did you just do to the bird? Why is that important for the cycle? Sure. Um, for something like a quail or um, really more more naturally deer, um, hunter um, mortality attributed to hunters is very, 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 very small. Okay. Um, their mortality from disease uh, and from predation is much, much higher. Right. Um, and so – Oftentimes, it's not only what's in the best interest of the whole resource for the for there to be fewer animals, mm-hmm. because um, more animals predation actually goes up and disease goes up. Uh, but oftentimes, being harvested by a hunter is a much more uh, humane and easier way for that animal to die than being eaten by something else oh, wow. and being crippled by a car and then suffering for 
months or weeks with some kind of disease. Right. So it's in the best interest of the resource, but um, also just more practically, it's, it, it's a better way to go sometimes. So as we look at the the challenges of Arkansas Game and Fish, and again, you're, you're traveling the state and you're setting up events and, you know, we're talking to people in Northeast Arkansas, in Southeast Arkansas, uh, Central Arkansas right now. So, you know, you're being heard by a lot of different people. Uh, what are you working on? What's kind of your next goal with uh, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission? Sure. So the short-term goal really since July has been to get out on the road as much as possible um, because I want to learn this agency from the inside out. We got 653 employees. We have offices all over the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I've been doing that, we've been doing events like we did last night. So I can meet the local com- uh, community leaders throughout the state. Right. Because I don't just want us to be transparent. I want us to be accessible to people. Right. And if people don't know how to find us and how to let us know what's on their mind, that's unacceptable to me. Right. So we're kind of through that process. Today we're going to announce some key leadership changes inside the agency. And then moving forward, uh, we're going to take a long-term analysis at our budget to see where we want our agency to go and how we need to get there from a uh, resources perspective. Um, And we're about to get after it, Brandon. So this is a big day for you. It's a huge day for me, yeah. So we appreciate, uh, obviously, you coming in here and giving us your time today because we know you're busy. As we look at the the upcoming seasons, again, I'm still kind of learning. What do we have that we can uh, be active with right now? Uh, it's opening weekend and duck season. Boom. <laughs> and talk about something big for the state of Arkansas. Huge, huge. Yeah. You know, um, the problem right now is water. Uh, no one's got enough water really, really dry out there. Uh, but the places you can find water, the ducks are looking really good. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is ducks are a continental resource. So the number of ducks in Arkansas depends on the conditions in, in Missouri and everything upstream of us. Right. And it's even drier there. Right. Uh, so we're so where do they go it. then? If they're looking for the water and, and that, like Missouri's dry, do they? I can't tell you, Brandon. We got to figure this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So um, Modern Gun for Deer started last weekend. So if you're not a duck hunter, that's fine. Then get out there and deer hunt. Yeah. Can you take me hunting? Can you teach me? Absolutely. I think it'd be fun. Have you ever hunted before? Mm-mm. I have not. Okay. We can fix that. We're going to work right. on this. Let's work on this collectively. All right. And again, Austin Booth joins us this morning. If people want to find out more about the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission and and maybe find out more about you, can they go to the website? Yeah, they can go to agfc.com um, or they can follow me on social media at um, Austin T. Booth. All right. Thanks for coming in, man. We Absolutely. appreciate it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so here it is, Thursday morning. Last night was um, a big night because I had two events to go to, and I was excited to go to them. I was invited to the uh, introduction of Austin Booth, who was just here with us. Uh, Austin is the new director of Arkansas Game and Fish. And, um, they did this big deal last night that I was invited to, and I didn't really know what to expect, so I knew I had to go. I was, or I was going to go to the Butch Jones show afterward. So I was like, I need to dress, you know, for both. Right. So I put on what I thought was going to be appropriate, which was going to be um, an A-State polo, uh, pullover, polo, right? Tats showing, arms showing. Thought that was a good look. Put on some pretty <laughs> fitted jeans and uh, my red shoes, you know, that I wear when I host the, the games for A-State. I thought I looked all right, you know, as, as good as I'm going to look. Like, you know, I have to be, I have to be, it also, it's all relative. 
ain't gonna look like Bradley Cooper or Ryan Reynolds walking in there, but I can at least look as as good as I can. Okay, look, yeah. You know, you have to use what, whatever you're working with. You got to use what you're working with. Of course, with, right? yeah. So I felt like I was pretty good, and I pulled up to the uh, Cooper Alumni Center on the campus of Arkansas State in Jonesboro. That's a really nice building, and maybe the idea that it was at the Cooper Alumni Center should have tipped me off. <laughs> because as I pulled up, I realized there were a bunch of dudes walking in, and they were all dressed up real nice. Uh-uh. Like all slacks, all jackets, some ties. Hang on. Do you even own a sports coat? It's not fitted. Like it's whatever I got at, you know, some coat place. But it wasn't fitted, and it doesn't look right. Oh, okay. So I knew going in, this is uh, I've made a mistake. So I pull up in my big jacked-up truck with my tires and wheels and my red tennis shoes, and I hop out. And first of all, I sit there for a second, and I, I debate on just leaving. You know, have you ever had that? Like, uh, I don't think I'm going. In. Yes. Because I was looking, and you know, it just it wasn't. I didn't feel right. You were you were getting in your head. So I had to then turn it around and motivate myself. I, I had to start thinking, what would The Rock do in this situation? <laughs> and what would have The Rock done, Brandon? He'd have walked in and been The Rock. Yeah. So I walked in and I acted like The Rock. And I said, do you smell? Oh, no, please, no, please no. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked in and uh, I realized literally everyone there was dressed up. And wow. uh, I walked in, I saw our friend Stan Jones, and I went over and talked to him. And I talked to... Um, Mayors and former mayors and and things of this nature. And so there were some some pretty you know. Oh, it's like elite bankers and oh. politicians and and then there was wow. me and then it was me. Chief it's, of police is there and I'm going. What am I here for? It's happened again, hasn't it's it? It's happened again. The dinner for schmucks. Yes. So I but so I just own it and I'm, I walk in there with I try to have confidence on the inside. I'm dying. Hang on, were you doing your kind of bouncy walk? No. Because, and again, you know, the, it's different levels of people here. So I didn't want to be too over the top, but I had to kind of be like, eh. So the first thing I say to them is, huh, I might be a little underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> and what did they say? Yep. Um, I could tell by the look on Stan Jones's face. It was oh, a yep. Oh, no. But he's like, you'll be, you're fine. You're fine. And it was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you're, you're fine. Stan, we are so sorry if he embarrassed you. So then I go through the food line and it's hors d'oeuvres, right? And I don't know what hors d'oeuvres even are. I mean, I'm pretty simple when, when it comes to my food choices, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, what is this? Oh, this is uh, this type of cheese, and this is this type of meat and salami, and, and it was really good food, right? But I got up there, and it was time to pick a drink. And I noticed most people were getting bottles of water. But I noticed that there was another type of drink in there, and I said, I'd like to have one of those. And I know what you went for. And you know what I went for. And as I went for that, the woman said, oh, wow, you're the first person to ask for one oh. of those. No. Kelly. You were the only one? Maybe. Brandon. So at this event where it's all the big wigs, all these big high rolling money people, right? And make all this money. <clears throat> Here comes a radio guy in tight jeans, an A-state, <laughs> an A-state polo shirt with his arms showing. and Some tan, red tennis shoes. Some red tennis shoes. And he's bald, by the way, and his tattoos are showing. Yeah. And he's carrying around a beer. <laughs> You want me to tell you something? What? I bet 99% of those men in there were jealous. You think? They were like, gosh, I had to put on this jacket. I had to put on these shoes. I have to drink no. this this bottled water. You really think? When really, they're like, that guy, that guy's what's up. You think that so? That guy. You're just trying to make me feel better about it, right? No, I guarantee you there was there was men there that were like, man, wish I had on a t-shirt and tennis shoes. Had a beer in my hand. Yeah, that's what I was going for, is making them all jealous. Yeah, that's see? I was, I was trying to make them jealous. Here's the thing, though, and I'll just go ahead and tell anybody who invites us anywhere. 
What you hear on the radio is what you're going to get off the radio. Like I, and we're not going to put on a show and, uh-uh. and try to be something we're not. So if if you like us, that's great. We're going to be us. <laughs> and if you don't like us, don't invite us because we're going to still be us. And it doesn't matter how how polished your event is. Uh, yeah, we're still going to walk in and be us. But it was cool to be there last night. It was a little embarrassing, um, but nobody seemed to care. You had a big night last night. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, thanks again to Austin Booth, the new director of Arkansas Game and Fish. It was his event last night. He was the bell of the ball. I was just the one who was dressed up in the red shoes like the princess, I guess. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. So if you didn't know, today is Mickey Mouse's birthday. So in honor of the mouse, today's Did You Know is all about Mickey. Oh, happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Did you know Mickey was originally going to be named Mortimer? Walt Disney had planned to name the mouse Mortimer, but his wife told him that Mickey would be more suitable. Mortimer went on to become Mickey's rival in the animated shows. Oh, okay. I can't imagine him being Mortimer Mouse. I know. Did you know Walt Disney got inspiration to create Mickey from his pet mouse? He owned and trained a mouse when he was young, and the idea of him popped up when he was on a train ride from Manhattan to Hollywood. Wow, didn't know that either. And did you know Walt Disney used used to do Mickey's voice himself until 1946? He's never actually been confirmed why he stopped, or it's never been confirmed why he stopped. But many say it's because of his heavy smoking habit, while others say it was because he had a lot on his plate due to the other studio commitments he had lined up. You imagine the heavy smoker? It's Mickey Mouse. Right. What's yeah. up, Minnie? Probably wouldn't have sound as good. Oh, toodles. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So a heads up for the podcast later on today. Pretty fun stuff. Uh, we talk about, uh, number one, a really embarrassing situation <laughs> that Kelly and my wife put me in where they posed a question to Coach Butch Jones at his uh, radio show that I didn't ask but said it was from me, and it was about uh, his underwear. <laughs> it was so awesome. And then the most awkward part was then I had a five-minute discussion about said underwear. Yeah. So – uh, that's on the podcast today if you want to go back and check it out. Also, we had Austin Booth from Arkansas Game and Fish. He's a new director. He served in Afghanistan. He was in law school. Yeah, did you feel a little a little uh, not, I don't know, as he was telling us everything he's done, I was like, uh, please don't ask me what all I've done. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you might end up in jail. Okay, okay, Brandon. <laughs> Plus, uh, the event I went to last night, again, it seems like the recurring theme where I'm the schmuck invited to the dinner for schmucks. And this time, I didn't even attempt to to dress up like I was supposed (laughs) to because I wasn't told it was formal. Yeah. I showed up in red tennis shoes and tight jeans. Who wears tight jeans to a formal? And then who asks for a beer when everybody's (laughs) drinking water? This guy right here. (laughs) It's on the podcast today. It's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Also, we're about to do our throwback Thursdays, uh, kind of a general thing on that. Um, mine today, I'm, I'm autographing some vintage eight by tens. And gosh. if you guys want one of these autographed, I think I look really good. Hey, and y'all know time. him. Even if you don't want one, if y'all will just DM him and tell him you want one, yes. that will make, a, yeah, that'll make it. No, I'm selling them. Uh, oh, you're let's, selling let's them. Give these away. These are vintage. Who, Who's going to buy that? It's vintage. What What's vintage about it? You, you have a like trash a, bag wrapped around you? No, that's a that's a coat and tails. Oh. well, Trash bag? Oh, and you've got a wig on, too. No, that's my real hair. Do you like the bow tie? Uh, do, you like, do you like the fact you can see my chest when I weighed about 130? 
you have a bow tie on with no shirt and some type of jacket with tails wrapped around your body. Yeah, and I'm exposing a shoulder. Like all all guys did in the 90s. I think this is kind of a girl pose. Uh, I think you're right. Is inspired by maybe Madonna. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. That's my throwback. Mm -hmm. Kelly's about to post her throwback from, uh, what is this, graduation? Yeah, senior high graduation from high school. And uh, if you zoom in on the picture that's behind us, Mm -hmm. some of you might know who it is, but I'm not going to tell. I'm going to tag them. Yeah, it's secret. All right. So that's going to be up on our socials, Instagram and Facebook. You can find me, Brandon Baxter, in the morning. Instagram, Instagram, you can find me, Kelly Perry, on the radio. On Facebook, just search Kelly Brooke Perry. And then what's your Twitter account? Twitter, you can find me, Kelly, on BBITM. And mine's Brandon on BBITM. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Sunday. I'm a featured attraction. Oh, my what? goodness. At NEA Baptist in the Christmas tree lighting. No, you did not just call yourself the feature attraction. I am. Y'all, he's he's reading. No, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not reading this. I'm telling you how I feel. I know what they got me out there for. <laughs> okay. They have Santa Claus for the kids and me for the ladies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, so... NEA Baptist does this annual Christmas tree lighting at their uh, big main campus. They have like a 36-foot-tall Christmas tree, right? So we light it. We're going to do all kinds of stuff out there, like Christmas carols, and there's going to be scripture, and, you know, we're going to kind of get you ready for the holidays. Then Santa shows up, and there's going to be cookies and milk and cider and photos with Santa. It's the biggest Christmas tree, I think, in the area, right? 36 feet tall. It's like our own Rockefeller Center um, from New New York City. It's free coming up on Sunday, 5 until about 6 o'clock. It's going to be neat. I'm going to read Twas the Night Before Christmas, which I thought was a really short story until I read it. And I'm like, son of a gun. You weren't nervous until you realized how long it was, right? Literally, I thought it was going to be like eight lines. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then I was like, oh, it's about 80 lines is what it feels like. And they're telling me they're going to have a book for me to read out of, and I need to dress like it's Christmas. <laughs> and like, and it stresses you out, right? Christmas stuff. I don't wear reds very often yeah. unless it's Arkansas State, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have anything green. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure this out. Hmm. Of course, you and Sarah Munoz and Amy Holt from Arkansas State, they all believe I should dress up as Buddy the Elf. I think that would be fun for everyone. I'm afraid if I showed up, the team at NEA Baptist would be like, <laughs> what in the heck do we get this guy to do this for? <laughs> because it's kind of like this. If, if I were, uh, I don't know, Ryan Seacrest at this event. Yeah. If, if I were the Ryan Seacrest at this event. He would so. He would up. not. Yes, no, he, he would. would not. Yeah. No, he would not. Do you think he'd show up as a giant baby on New Year's Eve? No. <laughs> you dress professionally. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Here goes my practice. Are you ready? Okay. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring and not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Is that good? Oh, yeah. Or should I do the accent? Okay. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Hang on. Wait, what accent is that? I I was just confused. What kind is this? That is a Christmas accent. It's a Christmas accent. (laughs) Some people say, I need to speak Christmas. Like Ebenezer. Scrooge. Yes, that's it. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Oh. Off with the head. It's a proclamation. 
Is that good? Yeah, I, you know what? I do think you should read it like like the second yes, one. I yeah. think I'm going to do that. The children were nestled all snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Oh, are you going to do sound effects? I think I'm going to add in okay. sound effects, too. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we have this awkward encounter with myself and Coach Butch Jones, a head coach of A-State football, and the reason it was awkward is because of Kelly and my wife. Hmm? And a question that was posed as if it was coming from me. Uh, we also talk about this event I went to that was evidently a formal event that I didn't realize was a formal event. <laughs> and as I pulled up and looked inside, I thought, I think I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. We had Austin Booth from Arkansas Game and Fish in. He is the new director. His story is crazy, man. Law school, Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, uh, now he's uh, the director of Arkansas Game and Fish. You can go back and listen to all that stuff on the podcast. It is the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV? Tonight. Tonight on the NFL Network, the Atlanta Falcons host the New England Patriots. The season premiere of Star Trek Discovery on Paramount Plus. The season premiere of Tom and Jerry in New York on HBO Max. I know you're excited about that. Also on tonight, Walker, The Blacklist, Station 19, Legacies and Grey's Anatomy. And tonight on James Corden, Keith Urban. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.